Senhoras e senhores, what is going on? Welcome on into Oin Philly Sports, a show where we follow everything Philadelphia sports. Of course, I am your host, El Parcero Philly, the United of all things sports and culture here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. What's happening, Twitter? What's up, TikTok? What's up, TikTok? What's up, YouTube? What's up, Twitch? What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday to all. Today is Thursday, October 28th 2021 we're almost at the end of uh october another month going by uh it's crazy to think halloween is actually this sunday spooky season is almost done uh and today's episode of oin philly sports we got ourselves uh a lot to talk about in today's episode's title will be uh concern is philly sports fans middle name because that is what we do here in philadelphia with our sports we're just always constantly concerned about something on this episode 83 of oin philly sports can you really think of a good 83, even for the Eagles? Guys, get, help me out here. Who's a good 83? Ah, how about the how about Vince Papali himself? This is the Vince Papali episode of Oi and Philly Sports. And uh, concern is the is the narrative of today's episode. Guys, before we dive into today's episode, guys, do me the solid real quick. If you guys are watching this live on El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. And of course, if you're watching this on TikTok, guys, we cover Philly sports all the time, especially on this app. So guys, make sure you guys follow. And of course, you can find Oi and Philly Sports wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Should be a lot, should be a fun episode here today. Of course, I'll be answering all comments. Either you're on YouTube or Twitter. We'll be answering comments. The same thing goes on TikTok. Leave your comments right there, and we will also be discussing that as well. But it should be a lot of fun. We got some um, a Flyers game to talk about from last night. What a performance against the Edmonton Oilers! I'm excited to talk about that. Union, not so much though, as they have their their road woes continue as they draw against Toronto FC. Their playoff ticket has not been punched yet, but we're getting close to it. Of course, the Sixers are it are back at it tonight. And by the way, happy Sixers game day to all. Sixers back at it tonight. And of course, uh, the Eagles will continue breaking down the Eagles this week. We'll look at the defense. Um, we'll look at Sariani's comments from yesterday again. Man, social media went wild with Sariani's press conference. That was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Um, and of course, uh, we'll we'll talk about some uh what is that? Why, there's another sport missing. That's that'll do it. That'll do it. Just those really four uh that we will have, guys. But um should be a lot of fun here today, guys. So what's going on? Let's let's get to what you guys got to go got to say here. What's up? Uh Justin B21. No, not the Eagles. How do you feel about how they're doing? Um, I mean, ju- just I mean, listen, we, we gotta talk about the birds, right? It, it is it is what it is. It, this is a Philly sports show. I know it sucks, but right now, I mean, I'm just hoping that Seriani kind of figures it out. He's really been my main issue with the birds. Obviously, the talent is lacking there, but more concerning has to be the coaching staff and the lack of of, uh, of adjustments, the the lack of conviction from this coaching staff. It has definitely been a concern, man. But hey, we're we're birds fans, you know. Concern is our middle name is Philly sports fans, and we gonna ride with our birds. We gonna ride with them. Um, Cap USMC two thousand. Thank you so much for the follow. Welcome to the family. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, TikTok guidelines. What's going on? How you feeling, man? How you feeling? Uh, judge, we're a leaky submarine. Seriani, hold my beer, man. Uh, it better be plant-based, right? It better be a plant-based beer. Oh my God. Seriani really, he really put a target on his back, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'll continue going back to your comments, guys. So keep leaving those comments, questions, and concerns, whatever you want me to answer or talk about. Same thing goes on YouTube. Feel free guys to leave what you guys think, uh, you want to talk about here today. Um, but I wanted to talk real quick as we start our predictions, our picks for this upcoming weekend. 
uh, and all the all the NFL action going on. Uh, today on Thursday Night Football, we have ourselves a really good matchup. This is probably the best matchup we've had since week one. We had the Bucs going up against the Cowboys uh, on the season opener for the NFL. You got the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Green Bay Packers on Thursday Night Football. This is going to be an entertaining-ass game. and It's a game where I honestly do not know where it's going to go. I think, to me, what it's going to come down to is defense. Now, I know the Packers are without Devontae Adams, and that is obviously a huge blow for the Green Bay Packers. But regardless, man, A-Rod is starting to figure it out. Honestly, we all remember week one, it looked bad, but slowly but surely he's figuring it out. The Packers are winning. The defense honestly looks better than what it has been in the past. And it's it's going to be a fun night. You know, usually, you know, every time I think of Packers and Cardinals, especially with Aaron Rodgers, how do you not think of the 09 wildcard game? What was it like two overtimes? It was like the, the score was like in the 60s. It was like 62 to 55, something crazy like that. And that, that's just that's just how it's probably going to be tonight. I don't think it'll get into the 60s, but I could see both teams, you know, putting up 40, 30 points each. It should be a lot of freaking fun. Kyler Murray in another critical situation. Will he step up again? You know, they're undefeated, and it's for a reason. They are playing great football right now, and it should be a lot of freaking fun. Um, I do have the Arizona Cardinals winning tonight. I think they're going to stay undefeated. I like that defense, and I think that Devontae Adams' loss is going to be bigger than we anticipate So because that defense is good. And hopefully our boy, Zach Ertz, he gets himself another touchdown. He had a with the with the Arizona Cardinals and we're listen, I'm rooting for the Cardinals. I'm low-key rooting for the Cardinals. I just want to see Zach Ertz do well and I want to see him hoist another Lombardi trophy with the Eagles looking the way they are these days. So if I can reconcile any type of uh in the NFL this these days, it'll definitely be uh Zach Ertz uh this year with the Arizona Cardinals and hopefully they can compete and they can put together a good a uh, good season for them. Um I wanted real quick. I wanted to just mention, yo, how about the Mark Ingram situation? That whole Houston Texas situation. Uh, Mark Ingram gets traded to the New Orleans Saints, reuniting him with Sean Payton, and that 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 backfield that annoyed us to death here in Philadelphia. Uh, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are back together. They are reunited, but Brandon Brandon Cooks was not happy with it. And it's funny, like the Texans are like doing like a like an like a like a traditional NBA tank they're starting to get rid of some of those valuable pieces and they're re ready to go full tank mode and it's it's crazy to think about and brandon cook brandon cooks now can buy himself no one there with them that definitely definitely sucks but it is what it is and it just it just it was just kind of funny kind of funny to see um what's been transpiring but if you're a houston fan you can't really be too mad a houston sports fan you can't be too mad i know the texans are as the Dynamo have been asked. The Rockets are asked. They're all like in, in a bad spot. Uh, obviously, the Rockets and the Texans are, are rebuilding. You don't have hockey down there. Of the Houston Astros. All right. You got the Houston Astros, and they're in the World Series. They got a win last night. I believe the series is now tied one to one. But honestly, as a Phillies fan, as and more importantly, as a Phillies fan, it is so hard to watch this World Series. It's on, it's honestly way too hard for me. You know, on one side, obviously, the Atlanta Braves, a division foe a team that swept us on their way to where they're at now. It is, it's so hard to watch them. It, it's, it's, it's honestly worse than 2019 when the nationals went on that miraculous run and won the world series. This is worse than that. And it's just a reminder that the Phillies, man, we are, we, we are, we're still ways to go to get into that spot. And then on the other side with the Astros, 
man, obviously the cheating, but more so I think about it. They did the tank perfectly. You know, they were tanking in the early 2010s and it was historically terrible baseball. But look, it's all worth it. It was all worth it. They put together a strong core of players. And now the, the fruits of their loins have, have been have been paid off. How many World Series have they been in these in the last five, six years? It's all worth it. It is flat out all worth it. And I look here at the Sixers, a team that tanked for all those years. And what I have to show for it, three second round goodbyes, uh, a Jimmy Butler led team, which was fun for a season. I got a now it's ending now with Ben Simmons drama. We'll talk about Joel Embiid in a second, but man, oh man, two different, two different tanks and two different sports, and it just not the same results. That's that definitely sucks. That absolutely sucks. But it is what it is. That is sports, man. That is sports, right, guys? Especially Philly like sports, man. Uh, Justin beats one. I'm not even. Go- I'm not even gonna lie. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I respect all the uh, NFC East teams. Um, yeah, listen, uh, I respect the teams on the field fans. You know, it is what it is. Every fan's got their toxic fans. And obviously the NFC East just seems like sometimes we have the most toxic fans for whatever it is. But Justin, I appreciate you. Uh, you being a cool fan. I appreciate you being a cool. Fan. But uh, go birds. <laughs> go birds. Cobber Kadarius, Tony, go Cobb. Uh, oh, man. Jack hates Daniel Jones is in the building. I can't wait for this take and be going to be hurt all year. What do they do? Uh, no, he's not gonna be hurt all year. He's not gonna be hurt. All year. We'll talk about that in a second, Jack. Uh, lo- love that they actually dialed up a run play for Ertz. <laughs> Yo, have Ertz throw a pass, man. At this point, have Ertz do have Ertz do it all, brother. It'd be, it'd be hilarious. Uh, Marcus Spring 18, watch the Cardinals lose wild card weekend. Hey, very well. I know you're a Seahawks fan. I know you probably hate seeing the Cardinals winning the way they are, but you can't lie. It's a good team. I don't think they'll be one and done. It's just there's a lot of talent on the roster. More importantly, there's just on that roster as well. So I don't think so, man. Um, fall is fire 14. Thoughts on Maxi started or no? If you're asking me whether he should start or not, yeah, he has to start because who else are you going to put there? Point guard. Shake Milton has been bumped up. He's now questionable. He is not uh he, he he there's a possibility that he could play tonight against the Detroit Pistons and we'll talk about it. I think he definitely needs to start, but uh what else are you gonna do at point guard? You have to start Tyrese Max. You're not starting Isaiah Joe. Um, you're not starting Seth Curry and who are you putting at the two? Like that's the only option you really do have. I know it sucks, but it is what it is at this point. But let's move on, guys. Let's start off today's episode with the Philadelphia Flyers. Yo, last night. What an absolute great performance by the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I honestly was so impressed by what they did last night. It was truly um, a performance that kind of has set the tone. It's a great early season win. Uh, the Flyers went started their four-game West Coast trip after their uh, four-game homestand to begin the season. Now, we all remember before COVID, the Flyers would end their road. No, not, not just their road. It was the West Coast struggles. Like, I remember the previous west coast trip before the COVID outbreak they were god awful like they were losing to every team out west and then they went on that nine game or was it 13 i forget now it's third it was a long winning streak and that kind of set the tone going forward uh and i was just a little concerned i was a little curious of how they would look out west especially in canada especially good uh but the flyers showed up ladies and gentlemen last night and it started right off the jump they they weren't taking the, any shit from Edmonton last night. 
it matched blow for blow. They had the puck in Edmonton zone for a lot of the, a lot of the game, but especially in that first period. Uh, Claude Giroux got the goal scoring started with that nice around. It's crazy. Just want to say it is crazy the amount of hate that Claude Giroux gets in Philadelphia. Like I just don't get it. I understand that you probably may want a little bit more from Claude Giroux, but we also have to understand what kind of player he is. That's why you got rid of a Jakob Voracek and brought back a Cam Atkinson because you Claude is a setup guy, and that's that's all it is. But he he is a he is a great leader. The guys do fight for him, and he does create well for others, and he can score on his own. And that was just a nice wraparound uh, for that first goal. So. Yo, give G some slack, man. Seriously, give, give G some slack. He definitely deserves it. But on the second goal, fourth line, which I'll get to in a second, but uh, fourth line with great work, great pressure in in the uh, in the Edmonton zone. They were pressuring um, the all really pretty much all freaking night. Um, Koskinen, they were just absolutely pressuring the crap out of him. And Koskinen with a with a little bit of a gamble went behind the net to kind of uh, get the puck out of there. The Flyers' fourth line really pressuring him, and it, Nicholas Ubekobel led the way. Uh, he stole the puck from behind the net from from Koskinen, and then he just wrapped around. It was it was tipped in. It was right under the pads of of Koskinen, and then Nate Thompson came in with the little poke, and that put the puck back in in net. Got the Flyers up two to nothing. Like not even ten minutes in, up two to nothing. Great start. The Oilers, being the Oilers, came back. Uh, Barry and uh, of course Connor McDavid with two, with the two goals there. Cam Atkinson would end the would end the period with a quick shot. He got the puck as he was entering the zone. Got the puck just literally as soon as he got it, just got rid of it, and it went right through Koskinen's uh, pat leg pads. And going into the end of the second, or end of the first period, the Flyers were up three to two. Second period, the Oilers to get a goal back, tied it up. But then in the third period, I truly believe that this was the best period of the Flyers season. Cam Atkinson got the got the fourth goal that really gave him that lead. Nice snipe. It was a beautiful snipe. And the Flyers just pretty much had to just play some defense. And they were so physical. They they had the skill. They were just keeping the puck away as much as possible from Edmonton. It was truly and honestly a great period. Sean Couture would um, nail in an empty netter, and that would seal the win. And the Flyers, your Philadelphia Flyers, go into Rogers' place to face off against Edmonton Oilers and beat them 5-3 to three to hand the Oilers their first L of the season. What a performance by the Flyers. Truly impressed by them. Did not I literally did not anticipate this type of performance by the Flyers. We really do need to applaud them. They, so thus far in the season, right, they are three one and one. Their lone, their two losses came to a really good Florida Panthers team. Who, by the way, when is Joel Quenville going to get fired? Like, how is he not fired? But how is he not fired by now? But that's a story for another day. Either way, that's still a really talented team. You lost to them. You know, the first game it was what it was. You know, it's the first game you're kind of knocking off some rust. You lost in a shootout, not terrible, but overall, this Flyers team looks pretty strong. They, it's still really early in the season. Flyers just got done their fifth game of the season, but through five games, man, I'm really impressed by this team, and I, and I think that they can if they play like this. And remember, you did not have yourself uh, Ryan Ellis in this lineup, which was really big, right? Ryan Ellis has been big in, in, the, in the beginning of the season defensively. He's missed now the last two games. A little bit of a concern injury wise, whether he when he will come back and if he's actually healthy. He's had recurrent injuries dating back to his time with Nashville. 
and we'll wait and see how that will particularly look. But you were without him. You had Brawny with, up with Ivan Provorov. It worked for now. I mean, Justin Braun was your best defenseman on the night, believe it or not. He looked like vintage Justin Braun. He was active in, on the offense. He looked like a right wing at times. He got he had a plus of four on the plus-minus category. Yeah, he honestly did a, a pretty solid job. So you're without Ryan Ellis, you're without Kevin Hayes, and yet this is what's been going on with the Flyers, and it's truly been it's been great. Vigneault's done a good job of making the adjustments in the offseason to get this team uh, much, much better. But more importantly, the big reason why we won this game was Carter Hart. Carter Hart in his hometown, uh, I think he's from Sherwood Park, which is right outside of Edmonton. He had a lot of his family there. They kept showing his mom and his dad and the whole the whole gang, the whole Hart gang. And he showed up. He he felt like he was comfortable back at home. He had 34 saves, all 37 shots. That it was a it was great effort by Carter Hart for sure. And he made he made important saves when it mattered most. You know, in the first that the one I will I will criticize. Um, I don't get why you know he was already on his pads on that first goal. You know, if he would have just been standing up, that that puck would have not gone on net. Obviously, Nick Sealer. Did not do a good job of defending him, but uh, defending Bear, uh, Tyson Berry, but it was what it was. Um, what else we got here? Car, uh, Cam Atkinson in the second line in general, but Cam Atkinson has been the piece that this Flyers team absolutely needed. He's on, he's absolutely been on fire thus far this season. It's not just him. It's the entire second line that has been absolutely dangerous, but six goals leading the Flyers. He's He was a previous, he was a 40 goal scorer in the past i very well think that he could do 40 goals thus far this year and it, it's it's been the it's been the oomph that this flyers team has definitely needed along with farabee and Derek broussard i've been loving the first line as well had a great game too but cam atkinson in general has been the piece that we really absolutely needed here um i think the fly i felt like the flyers did a good job on connor Mc- we do know how dangerous he is he's a top five player in this league for a reason um, two points here, but look, the way Connor McDavid plays, the way he's been playing this year, man, I mean, it's not bad holding him to, to a goal and assist. I'll, I'll definitely take that. I'll definitely take that. And then my last point, that fourth line, I, to me, it's been it's been fantastic th- thus far, especially these past two cu- couple games. You've really been getting a lot of effort. Um, Zach McGowan, that's the one guy I've really been impressed with his game. I like his speed. I like his tenacity. I think he's been great for what. He's got more skill than I anticipate. Yeah, he's a bruiser. Yeah, he's a physical piece. But he's been adding uh, adding some pressure, adding some speed to this Flyers lineup, and I absolutely been loving to see it, man. Um, so good, good overall look. Good, good performance from the Flyers in all all three phases from offense, defense, and special teams. And the the Flyers, man, they're they're off. They're off to Vancouver. Hopefully, we can get some uh, get some payback, man. And uh, and it it because look that first game it was what it was going to Vancouver I expect the Flyers to win but keep this momentum going and it should be a lot of fun ladies and gentlemen get excited Flyers are a good team in the NHL and they should be giving this the the city of Philadelphia Philly sports fans something to smile at for sure guys for sure let me know what you guys feel about the Flyers I'll take all any Flyers comments questions and concerns uh, gaming with Jaden what's happening man. Do the Sixers win tonight? We'll talk about that in a second, man. Uh, but it's it's definitely, uh, I'm not going to say it's looking too good. It's not looking too good. Is Makey that guy? Who is Makey? I'm, you lost me there. Who is Makey? 
Um, what's up, Dylan? What's happening, man? Uh, Union didn't look too hot. Yeah, man, they did not look too hot. We'll talk about that in a second. Disappointing night last night for the Union. Flyers tonight at no Flyers tomorrow at 10 p.m. Tomorrow the Flyers will be back on Friday night. Friday night lights in Vancouver. They'll be facing off against. Um, oh no, I'm wrong. You are right. You are right. That damn. Mar, yeah, they'll be back at it t- tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. We got a Philly sports doubleheader again. Can Cam Atkinson? Yeah, I think he can get 30 to 40, man. I'm not even kidding. He's got six already through five games. I mean, it, it's definitely possible. He's got to keep up this, this pace here and keep keep that second line, to, at least those wingers on that second line together because obviously Kevin Hazy with uh, I, with with uh, Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson is definitely going to be dangerous, so I really like that. Uh, it was a shooting gallery for Edmonton. They had 35 shots, and that's what Edmonton's going to do, man. They got firepower. You can't. It's really tough to contain those guys. But Carter Hart did a solid job of keeping the pucks out. And uh, defensively, as much as I don't, I don't feel too comfortable with some of these defensive pieces. They did a solid job. Um, Brawny's not always going to be starting with Ivan Provorov. We really don't hope that happens. And Risto, along with um, Sandheim, it's going to take some time for those two to get acclimated together. I don't know how I got them together right now. I, I'm going to give him time because obviously it does take time to, to to gel as far as chemistry goes. But both of them seem like knuckleheads, and both of them seem like they still got development to do. And I just don't want another Travis Sandheim, Philippe Meyer situation going on, man. Flyers, best team in Philly right now. Uh, what is the best Phil, all time Philly sports team? Uh, but as far I. You know what, Dylan? I that's tough for me to put the Flyers there yet because this is only a, a five game sample of what they've given us. Obviously, they it's been really great, but I still have to give it to the Union since they are competing for that second spot in the Eastern Conference. They are a very well respected team in amongst the MLS. You know, when I look at the Flyers, man, there's like two, three other teams that are better than within their own division. Uh, we're talking about the Eastern Conference. There's at least five other better teams than the Philadelphia Flyers as of right now. So we'll we'll wait and see. But all time, the best Philly sports team. It's tough because I really want to go with the uh, 2011 Phillies team, but they obviously didn't get the job done. You obviously have to win it, right? To win the championship, you also have to have a great season as well. Um, honestly, it's either any of those Broad Street, those like late 70s Broad Street Bully Flyers teams, or it has to be the 2017 Eagles, simply because the Eagles obviously were the best team in the regular season. Uh, they dominated the NFL. And also, they won the Super Bowl, even without some important pieces. So I think it'd either be the late 70 Phillies or uh, Flyers or that 2017 Eagles team, man. They, those, those were some really good teams there. Really good teams, man. Um, what do we got here? Um, what do we? I think I already answered that. Uh, I don't hate Cardinals. I hate the 49ers and hate the Rams once in a while. Uh, I, Marcus, if it's the division, at, at least for me, if it's division, I hate them all. I do tier them. Obviously, the Cowboys one, Giants two, football team three. Um, but yeah, just that's how I am, man. Uh, a false fire for team when Ben comes back. I meant starter. Um, I mean, if when Ben comes back, I think he has to earn that starting spot. Like, I don't think he'll be given that spot like right off the bat. He's got to earn it in practice and any minutes that he gets in the game. But yeah, I mean, obviously we could use him. I mean, we saw what happened on, on Tuesday night. But 
uh you know it's it's a, it's a delicate situation it's a fluid situation at the end of the day it's just going to take some time i know it sucks but it's just going to take some time um mmgj6 uh you really think jordan howard can do something um mm i don't know about you i'm tired of watching what the eagles are giving us so i would rather see anything and if you remember correctly jordan howard actually played really damn well in training camp and in preseason for whatever reason he was not brought into the 53-man roster to start the season it did not make sense whatsoever you can have your own opinions for all you'd like i'm just telling you what i saw on the field and it just does not make sense that jordan howard is not here it doesn't and we need to run the ball right what else are you going to do? You're going to go re-sign Adrian Peterson out of retirement? You tell me what you want to do. I'm just trying to think of different things, man. We're just thinking. That's all we're doing. Uh, big Neron 74. I'm going to Lightning games. What you think about that game? Uh, who are the Lightning playing tonight? I really, I'm really bad at keeping up with the NH. So the guy, you're playing the Yotes tonight. If you don't win pack it up i'm just kidding uh you guys haven't been playing well this year three three one i heard you guys got killed by the sabers a couple weeks ago with the sabers actually look pretty solid this year but regardless the yotes have one point on the season you better get the dub let's just put it that way but hey more importantly you enjoy the game and that's the most important part enjoy the freaking game man take some picks take some picks put it on the ground all right let's move on to the philadelphia union who also played last night we'll talk about what what i was said first off Wanted to reiterate what uh, I wanted to talk about what Bruce Arena stated uh, yesterday on on the meet through to the media. Um, his thoughts on the supporter shield. Look, I don't really care for the supporter shield. I said that last year. It was nice because it got the union some confidence, knowing that look, we did this accomplishment. We were the best team in the regular season. We held the trophy. Let's go get some more. Let's add on to the hunger. But the supporter shield really doesn't mean shit. Like in other American sports, you don't get a trophy for the best team in the league. You get the number one seed, you get the bye week, or it's just a number one seed. It doesn't really matter. The problem is, is that in worldwide worldwide soccer, they don't do playoff systems. So at the end of the year, you are the champ. Add it up by your wins, your points, and all that good stuff. In soccer, we try, and at least in the MLS. We're trying to keep up with not only the American leagues, but the European leagues as well. That's why there's playoffs. And honestly, as someone in as a neutral in between, I see what is good with the European soccer game. Or I'm sorry, with the worldwide soccer game. I also see the good of American sports. I do like playoffs in my own soccer. I do enjoy it. And I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. I don't have to, I'm not stuck watching this, the crappy Detroit Lions or I don't have to watch the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I heard the third game is not that good either. But regardless, I'm excited because I get to watch MLS soccer on Thanksgiving. I don't need to watch football. I'm not forced to watch that. So Bruce Arena, who uh, is the coach of the New England Revolution, who won the Supporter Shield this year, kind of poo-pooed the Supporter Shield, saying it's kind of a pointless trophy. Um, and honestly, I do I do agree a little bit. But listen, you want to be the best team. Regular season playoffs all together. Bruce has, like I think, five MLS hops between D.C. and He's coached some of the best MLS teams of all time. He is a legend as far as MLS coaching goes. And look, it is true. I don't get the point of a supporter shield, um, but look, you still want it. All right. It's still a trophy. And for the fans of New England who, who have to suffer being in the shadow of Boston sports, being the Buffalo Bills of the MLS, 
you're going to enjoy that. But let's talk about our team. Obviously, the reigning supporter shield champs. Right now, we're fighting for second seed in the playoffs. And last night was not a great way to start it. Or not a great way to continue the, the claim for the second seed. Going up to Toronto, a team that has been eliminated, a team that is clear that they need to move the page or turn the page onto their next era of Toronto soccer. We sh we just flat out showed up for the first minute and then we just took the foot off the gas pedal. And it's just it's just unexcusable of what you saw last night. You get the first opening minute goal. Alejandro Bedoya, how do you get left wide open? And that, that was one of the things why I'm like so frustrated we lost last night. Like this Toronto back line is terrible. Like that first goal was a miscommunication between Mavinga and Michael Bradley. And Kamar Lawrence is, is stuck also trying to 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 uh Gazdak. Gazdak just slips this ball to Ali and Ali just buries the goal away for the one-nothing lead. And then you had the first half where, you know, as that first half was going on. Toronto started getting some momentum. Toronto started putting some some possession together. Started putting some 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 uh, opportunities together, but they couldn't capitalize. Then in the second half, we saw Daniel Gazek get subbed pretty early. It was like the sixty some minute, and then sixty six minute, Josie Altidore off of a off a bad turnover that was created by Casper Shibilko. Jack Elliott was trying to uh, clear the ball out of the zone. It hits a, a Toronto defender or a, a Toronto attacker. Josie Altidore in the perfect spot, curls his ball past Matt Freeze, and you get the 1-1 the draw. Four minutes later, Jack Elliott, who had a fantastic game on Saturday against Nashville, gets an own goal, and you're just at the point like, what the hell just happened? First half was ours, and then you start the second half like this? How do you take the foot off the gas pedal this late in the season? We're fighting for the second seed of the playoffs. That was just unexcusable, definitely unexcusable. Luckily for Sergio Santos and Kai Wagner, Wagner with this beautiful cross, Sergio with the perfect hitter, header. He's done this before. He is the Toronto FC killer, despite what some of the idiots on Twitter want to tell me. I don't care that we drew that game last night. So you guys realize Sergio in his career has 18 goals. Six of those goals, more than a third of those goals, have been scored against Toronto. He owns Toronto. So I digress with that point. Obviously, the controversial moment in the 88th minute, the MLS should be fucking ashamed of themselves for not a, not doing anything. The, the referees need to be accounted for for here. Uh, 88th minute, Jamiro Montero, great run into the box from the from the wing, from the right side wing. He cuts back in, finds a Casper Shabilko that was streaking into the center of the pitch. He hits, Casper gets a clean shot. And I'm telling you, like, it was evident. It was clear as day. The ball hit Michael Bradley's hand. And how does it not even go to VAR? How do the referees not say anything? That, to me, was mine. Regardless, listen, that was a crappy moment. But at the end of the day, the, the Uni did not deserve the three points. And again, the road woes continue for the Philadelphia Uni. In this month, I believe we are four three and one in, in on the road that's not good enough five eight and six on the season on the road the road woes are a serious concern for the philadelphia union now look it's important to get the second seed because we're a much different team at home when we're at the sub we are a dangerous team it is hard to stop us but you you can't it cannot be an excuse. Like you have to find a way to win on the road. 
You can't make any excuses for it. So regardless, it sucks. You know, we could have punched our ticket, especially the wild night that was last night. Nashville got a crazy win against Cincinnati. They came back down three to one, one five to three. Um, and it's just flat out disappointing. It, it just flat out was disappointing. The union will be back on Sunday on Halloween night. I will be there. Hopefully they figure out a way to punch the ticket. I know it's Cincinnati, but you know, I, I think, you know, listen, I, I, honestly, I think we'll take care of business. I'm not too worried about Cincinnati. Let's be real here. Uh, they won their, their third straight wooden spoon. I mean, let's put it that way. In three years, three wooden spoons. It's terrible. And they spent the most money. And they spent the second most money in the MLS this past offseason. So there you go. Should be a win. Um, so we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll preview tomorrow. But last night, man, it, it was just absolutely pitiful. We should have we should have won. Um, they just did not show up. They, they did not show up, man. Um, I think, uh, Dylan, I think the Flyers will do something at trade deadline for a defenseman. Um, that's interesting. Here's the thing. Cam York has, has been struggling a little bit in Lehigh Valley, you know, from my understanding now, I don't obviously follow Lehigh Valley that often, but from my understanding at Lehigh Valley, he's been trying to do way too much. Like it's clear, like he wants to come back up here and play for the flyers, but I think he's, he's handling the situation all wrong. Like he's trying to be Superman. He's trying to just show off his skill, but you got to learn how to play with and until he learns how to do that, Cam York will stay with the fans, um, which kind of sucks because I don't necessarily think we need to, need to go out there and get a defenseman because I do like our our top six uh, defensemen. I think our D-line pairing, when healthy, should be Provy with Ellis, um, Sandheim with Yandel, and I think it should be Risto with Braun, um, but we'll wait to see what happens, but that's a good point, man. We'll see what happens. The D pairings haven't been terrible. It's been much better than last year, but I agree, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, Shane Sports, what's yo yo LP? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Welcome on in the Oi Philly Sports. Uh, we got Philly Fan 101s. Hey, what's up? What's happening, Philly Fan 101? How you feeling? How you feeling about those birds, man? Um, Luke is cracking 0804. Yo, 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 what's happening, man? What's going on, Luke? What's happening, man? How the cracking looking? Uh, Tid24, what are your favorite MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL teams? Um, Tids, I don't know if you can read the title of this, but it says Oi in Philly sports. So it's evident. Our favorite teams are the Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, the Flyers, and the Philadelphia. And this is a 5-5 community. We support the MLS here as well, my man. I appreciate you tuning on in. I'm going to reiterate the question to you. What is your favorite MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, and why aren't you into the MLS? Let me know, Tids. I'm, I'm curious. I want to. I want to talk to you, man. Let's let's talk, brother. Let's talk. But uh, regard, I'll, I'll wait till Tids responds. But we'll uh, we'll move on here. Uh, we'll move on to tonight's action uh, as well as the Flyers facing off against Canucks. Again, that should be a dub. Ooh, that's sick. Okay, okay. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah, that should be a dub for the Flyers. I believe we'll get that dub there tonight. I don't know if Ryan Ellis will be back, uh, but we'll wait to see. And I think Martin Jones will probably start. If Carter Hart started last night, Martin Jones will probably start tonight. But on to the Sixers. I wanted to start off with Ramona. I think her name is Shelbourne's report about Joel Embiid. Look, it's bad as it is with, with the Sixers right now. We're dealing with the Ben Simmons situation. You know, we're, we're stuck in limbo right now, waiting to see what is going to happen with the Ben Simmons situation. 
excuse me guys just a just a breakfast <laughs> before i came on here but anyways um now ramona is reporting that joel's injury is more serious than we probably anticipated it to be now we all remember and look i do have this up because this is something that i was wondering during the offseason and now it's actually coming to fruition now i'm really concerned so remember last year in the washington series joel Embiid had that sprain uh in his mcl right it was a partial it was a small minuscule tear in that mcl he played the whole playoffs with it the whole offseason went by we never heard a single word right we he just kept going he just kept working out uh someone asked the question they said that the the i guess Joel Embiid's camp stated that he did not need surgery whatever all right i was we were all under the impression that Joel needed surgery but then it came out that he did not need surgery whatever it was what it was and now we're into game 5 we're going into game 5 and we got concerns with Joel Embiid's health reports were that after the Pelicans game Joel Embiid couldn't walk for two days, which is how is that possible? Because the the, the Sixers are playing the Nets that that after that Wednesday opener, and he was out there on that court and he was playing. He started, he played the whole game. Um, and now we're all concerned because obviously the Knicks game, we saw his fatigue that he that he was just demonstrating. He only put up 14 points against the New York Knicks. Um, and now we're concerned about Joel Embiid. And now this also does kind of affect. Any potential trade that we do now for Ben Simmons? Because is Joel Embiid okay? Is Joel Embiid gonna gonna be healthy enough this season to play majority of the games? We'll see. But it's definitely a, it's definitely concerning. It's and it's just one thing after another, and that's why the title of this episode is "Concern is the Philly Sports Fan's Middle Name" because that's all we do here in Philadelphia. We get concerned about one team, one player, one situation. Fans acting wild. Like, we always are concerned about something here in Philadelphia with our five teams. And now we got to worry about Joel. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but tonight, look, we should be we should be resting Ben Simmons. Or Ben Simmons. Obviously, he's going to be resting. We should be uh, resting Joel Embiid. We're facing off against the Detroit Pistons. We'll be at home. Um, already no Cade uh, Cunningham. He's on. I didn't know he was. He was playing with the G League team. I, I, that was interesting to me. I would figure the Nick would be the Detroit Pistons night in and night out, just going out there to play. That's weird. Um, but also, Jeremy Grant more than likely won't play either tonight. Um, Sadiq Bey is, from my understanding, their leading scorer. He will play tonight more than likely. Um, Killian Hayes, which I'm hearing the bus term being thrown out there for Killian Hayes, will be playing there tonight as well. Um, so on paper, even if Joel Embiid is not playing, the other problem is Andre Drummond is still on the injury report, but he should be playing. Shake Millen, as I mentioned, has been upgraded to questionable, so he could potentially be playing. So I do think that the Sixers will get a dub. You should get a dub against the Detroit Pistons, but obviously we don't know. Anything can happen in the NBA. And uh, as uh, as uh, Matt McGinty said last night in the El Partido Filicón with Scotty, and remember, reminder guys, definitely check that interview out. It was a great time with Scotty, but as he said, Hopefully the woes against the Pistons don't carry on to this season. I really, I really don't think it will. But what I'm really looking forward to tonight, and I saw a couple people uh, in TikTok, the TikTok conversation on YouTube as well. I did see a couple people bring up the concern about Tyrese Maxey, and look, him and Seth Curry need to step up tonight. 
You know, 11 points against the Knicks. Look, it, it was what it was. The Knicks are a good defensive team. It's still early on the season, but they need a good bounce back night tonight, and I, I expect them to do that too. And could Isaiah Joe please show up this season? Could Is it possible for Isaiah Joe to show up? I, w- I was sitting here saying that he's going to be this breakout star. He's going to be a great role piece for us, and he honestly has not done that yet, which has been super disappointing. Uh, but we'll wait to see what what he can find out finally do for us. Uh, George's Niang, hopefully he uh, he continues his great form this year. He's been he's been pretty solid for the Philadelphia 76ers thus far this season. But just take your shots tonight, guys. It, this is a this is a game where you can kind of experiment. You can kind of get uh, get some confidence boosted against the Detroit Pistons, and that's what I kind of figure it to be tonight. Especially like a Tyrese Maxey. Someone dropped thirty. Somebody dropped thirty. <laughs> we'll see. Of course, the Joel and B news should be a game time decision, but hopefully. Um, he is okay, and we will be okay as well. Go Sergio Luke. I agree. Let's go Sixers. Um, Tis MLB Cubs, NFL Bears, NBA Lakers, NHL Flyers, and I don't really have interest in soccer. All right, it's not. Hey man, uh, I listen. It, I guess you are an, a Chicago Bull. You're a Chicago guy, I guess, and like the Lakers and the Flyers. No worries. Tis, what, what, uh, what, what? Have you tried soccer? Can I, I do have to ask? Have you tried soccer? And Mike, what's happening, man? How you doing? Welcome on in, brother. Happy uh, happy Thursday to you. How you doing, man? How you doing? Um, all right, let's end today with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, of course, we are now three days away, right? Three days away till uh, Sunday kickoff as we will be in Detroit facing off against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I don't feel I really still don't feel comfortable. As these days goes on, I still do not feel comfortable facing off against the Detroit Lions. Um you know, the aftermath of the whole press conference from yesterday. I just still can't believe that Nick Sirianni really thought it was a good idea with the circumstances at hand. Two and five seems like you're losing the locker room. You decide to go to another stupid metaphor. I can't defend this. I really can't. I've defended Sirianni at times. Past couple of weeks, I keep getting soured and soured. And now I'm, I'm at the point where, you know, I could care less if he gets fired at the end of the year. Yeah, that's how bad it is now. But for him to actually address a group of men with a stupid metaphor like the plant, like that has to be the dumbest thing ever. These are grown-ass men. It just honestly feels kind of like Chip Kelly right now. But it, it, it's an, in, in, a sh- in, a, in a much shorter time frame. Obviously, everything started breaking down for Chip Kelly at the end of 2014 when they flamed out and didn't make the playoffs at 10 and 6. Uh the next year obviously I think they went like uh and on um and he gets fired with week left into the season but it just feels like he's losing his locker room. How, like what the listen I'm no NFL expert. I'm no NFL head coach. I never had I never coached in my life. But I would just think that look he would just go into the locker room and be like, "Look, gentlemen, the past 7 weeks has not worked." And I and, and I, I agree. I hold myself accountable. Let's let's just do something together. Let's throw out the last seven weeks. Let's start over fresh. Let's start brand new. And together, we'll work together to fix this problem that we have right now. No, instead, he just prints a picture of a, of a fucking plant and he sticks it in front of everyone and he and he says, "Hey, we're 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 like a plant right now. The roots are growing. We got to water and fertilize our plant." What? I'm just saying, those are means of losing a locker room. I'm just saying. So, 
Obviously, the real test will be Sunday. This just happened yesterday. We'll see how these guys react on Sunday, but it just does not look good. Now, look, we're going up against the Detroit Lions. There's not a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, but one thing I do get worried about, they do have some good running backs. DeAndre Swift, uh, the last name really says it all. The dude is swifty as hell. Uh, He can catch out of the backfield. He's tough to tackle. He's elusive. He's honestly a lot of fun to watch. It's like uh, it's like Miles Sanders light, if I'm being honest with you guys. And then you got Jamal Williams, guy who's not scared to run in between the tackles. He's loving playing in Detroit right now. T- uh, the Detroit Lions TikTok account is feeding off of Jamal Williams content. Um, but my concern is that these this Eagles team, we haven't really talked about it, but this Eagles team really struggles with, with covering running backs and tight ends as well, but especially running backs. And now the Lions have two backs here that can catch out of the, the backfield. And the worst part about it, like, I just see, like, like even the past, just, like, the past two weeks really, especially to me, is really what sticks out. The way Kenyon Drake and um, who's uh, Leonard Fournette the week prior really just gashed the Eagles on the same type of plays. The lack of adjustments from this whole coaching staff, but especially Jonathan Gannon, has been god-awful. You didn't have Darren Waller last week. Uh, Foster Moreau just absolutely destroys them. Same thing happened the week prior. OJ Howard. It's the same culprits. It's the running backs. It's the it's no. It's the running backs out of the backfield catching the ball. It's the tight end. It's because you continuously run this soft uh, zone defense that you constantly keep running. And why do you keep calling the same crap? Look, we know that there's not a lot of a talent on this roster, get that. Especially defensively, we are lacking in talent. I get that. But dude, running the same stuff every single week, we're getting the same results. There's issues with the offense, but you know what another problem is? That this defense can't make stops. Like, it's funny, like either side is really not helping each other. (laughs) It's just putrid, man. It's absolutely putrid what's going on. Um, I mean, you're hearing Fletcher Cox calling out the calling out Jonathan Gannon. You know, he's saying my job is not to defend screens. My job is, is is to be play aggressive. And yes, Fletcher, that's what's made you a dominant force all these years. Playing aggressive, being a menace, getting in the field, taking on double teams. It's bad when Fletcher Cox is calling you out, Jonathan. It's bad. This guy never speaks out like that. For him to come out in the media and say that. It's bad. You need to change something. But this is now the second time someone has called you out. Sirianni did it to you after the Chiefs game. Now John, uh, Fletcher Cox is doing this before the Lions game. Talk about looking at yourself in the mirror. Jonathan Gannon needs to start with doing that himself. You know what I'm saying? It's not It's it's not good whatsoever. It is not good whatsoever. Josh Sweat got paid a lot of money this offseason, ladies and gentlemen. And he's been criticized a lot. And granted, he should. But is he being utilized the right way? Why are defensive ends containing right now? Why aren't you just saying, sweat, yo, get to the pass rusher? It's or get to get to the quarterback. Why is it why is that not being said right now? Watch, watch the game this weekend. Well, I, you know, obviously, well, maybe, maybe Gannon does make some serious adjustments. Maybe Sweat is allowed to go to the pass rusher, but I'm just not seeing that enough. And of course, with the linebackers, we talked about it all, all freaking week, all freaking season. It's the weakest part of this Eagles team. And 
I think it's safe to say that Davion Taylor cannot play linebacker in this league. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna safely say that. Davion got absolutely torched last week. Teams are attacking the middle of the field because why not? It's there. It's literally there. And that's why teams are killing you. The most accurate throws, the 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 most dangerous part of what Derek Carr did on Sunday was attack this goddamn middle of the field. And yes, you were having running backs that are gashing you as well. And now with these two backs that we're about to face on Sunday, I really do not feel comfortable this week. Darius Slay is going back to Detroit, and that should be fun. He's going to be motivated as a, as he's giving a jersey to Sante Samuel. But man, it's it's not going to be pretty. It is, it is. I don't think it's going to be pretty. Oh man, I do not feel good, man. I really do not feel good. We'll talk about our our my prediction tomorrow, but yeah, I do not feel comfortable tomorrow, man. Uh, what's up, Kata? Kata Hot's in the building. Luke, you got to be a Flyers fan. My, oh my god, <laughs> Luke is listen. Luke, Luke has got an appreciation for Philly sports fans, which is really cool and all. Uh, but Luke, man, you don't have to change your teams for us. I just, I just want to say that, Luke. I really appreciate your the love you give us, man. But you, you don't have to change your team. We love you for who you are. It doesn't matter who your team is. Listen, Luke, I'll be honest with you. Luke, you could be a Cowboys fan, and you, the, way, the love you show us, we wouldn't even care. I'm being dead honest with you. Uh, is it bad I have lost all hope for this team already, and it's week eight? It's bad, but it's understandable. It's flat-out understandable, Kata, and I agree with you, man. Kata, I know it can be a real grind, LPB, but I truly appreciate your content. Thank you for what you do for everyone in the sports TikTok and YouTube community. Keep grinding. You are on the way to the top. Kata, that really means the world to me. I appreciate those kind words, man. Uh, look, I, I understand I might not be the most loved on TikTok. I might, I understand I may not be the most loved on YouTube. I understand most of you guys may not understand why I do what I do. But all I'm trying to do is shed some light. It's not always bad here in Philadelphia. You can cover content the way you want. I don't do the traditional con- sport creator. I want to do it. I want to be myself. I love me for who I am, and that's what I do every single day. And I appreciate people like you, my man, Kata. You have created such a great community on TikTok yourself, man. And I appreciate those kind of words, brother. Thank you so much, man. Finesse uh, uh, Yang, we run a defense that especially relies on linebackers to cover. None of them can do it. Dude, that is so funny, but it is so true. And like, like at this point, what you should have recognized this after like the first two weeks. But now like we're in, going into week eight and you still... Do not realize that freaking point, man. Oh, my God, dude. That's a good point, Vanessa. Got to call something different, dude. And the whole blitzing thing, I know these linebackers are ass, but just try it. Just try it because literally what you've been doing is not working, so just try it. What is it going to hurt? Worst case scenario, you go back to what you've done that doesn't work. Cool. I can live with that, but just try it. The amount of busts in the past three years is astonishing. Kata, you are 100% right. There's still jury out, obviously, for this year's draft and partially last year's draft. Um, but I can say that I am not content with Jalen Rager. I'm not content with Davion Taylor. I'm not ready to give up on Jalen Hurts. Uh, we at 2019. Uh, obviously, Dallas Goddard's having a solid season right now, despite the enigma of the offense. I've been liking it. Miles Sanders, again, another guy that hasn't been get, gotten a good look at. Um, the year prior, Dillard, you know, is a backup tackle as a first-round pick, and that's not good. 
but you can find Jeremiah a lot. But yeah, man, it's, the fact that we are not picking the right players for this team, young players, is a problem. And that's why we're at where we're at. We're two and five in, in 2021 going into week eight. And we're probably going to lose to an 0 and 17. And that just sucks. And then the strong suit is our D-line, and it isn't used to our advantage. Exactly. Exactly. You're asking defensive linemen to contain when all they know how to do is just put pressure. It, it's just rough. You have a, listen, as much as we hate Derek Barnett, that dude is, is uh, what, what's the best term to use? Um, He just likes playing aggressive. That's why he, you see all these penalties being called him, and he's not able to play to his, his capabilities because of that. It's just rough, man. Uh, yes, please try. I think Davion might not be bad at blitzing back. I agree with that one. Yeah, it's, yep. Athleticism, especially speed. Yep, that's the one thing he does have. And that's why he can kind of keep up with some of these linebackers. I'm sorry, these these running backs and these tight ends. But yeah, he is tackling is not good. Um, he he kind of is not acclimated to the speed of the NFL either going into week eight. But I agree, man. Just give him something. Kata, there is no reason not to have Slay in man all the time. He's one of the best man corners in the game. Let him do what he does best. And I agree, man. When he's got his 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 head to the back of the quarterback, that's that's not conducive to Darius Slay either, man. He's got he's got what two interceptions this year, man. We he he definitely should have some more. But calling these same stupid plays, man, it is just straight up dumb. It is just straight up dumb. But uh, all right, guys, it's gonna do it for another episode of Oin Philly Sports. Thanks so much for tuning on in, guys. I truly appreciate it. If you guys are watching this live on El Parcero, his YouTube channel, do me a solid and hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. And of course, you can find Oin Philly Sports wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Definitely give it a rating and a subscription as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for the final episode of the week. And until then, you enjoy the rest of your night, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>